Something's going on in our culture. A new generation is gender confused. They're anxious, isolated, and looking for acceptance. Searching for identity, and some are turning to the transgender movement to find it. While some celebrate the movement, others are concerned that gender-affirming care causes irreversible damage. The trans phenomenon reminds us that we're all searching for an identity, but we will never know who we are until we know whose we are. That's why Jesus came. He came to transform us so we can find our true identity in Him. Welcome back to our post-Sermon Reflections podcast. We have been off from our regular production for a few weeks, and it has been such a joy um, to get to go through the book on transgenderism. And I've been so grateful to have been as um, a partner with me in that, and he is with us here today. And we have another special guest that Ben will interview. Uh, my name is Ruth, and I get to be the host of the post-Sermon podcast Reflections here at Crosspoint Church. And Ben is with me. Ben, you want to introduce our special guest? I'd love to. <laughs> we are joined by Elder Chris Dominich. Um, woo yeah. Woo <laughs> Still a little left over from kids camp. Um, yeah. If but, our voices are scratchy, uh, we just cranked like a chainsaw for a whole week at our kids camp and Ben just ran a youth missions week like a total gangster for a whole week. I appreciate that. That was a good week. My two youngest boys served at that too. So it's oh, great. Man. And they were awesome. Truthfully, it was like one of the best weeks of ministry Ben and I have had probably since working here. Praise the Lord. Yeah, probably. But let me introduce Chris, this awesome man. Yes. I was asked to be with Chris, and I was like, let's go. Because Chris is the man. Chris serves as an elder at Fellowship Crosspoint. Um, he does a lot with church polity and shepherding the flock of God, which we are very thankful. Um, Chris is a man of God who I know I look up to a ton. He is a leader of Fellowship at Home Group. He runs our baptism and membership process and does a ton. Um, but Chris loves the Lord. Mm. And fun fact about Chris is a year ago, before I got married, Chris taught him and his wonderful wife, B taught me and my wife how to dance so that we didn't look like a fool on our wedding day. So for that, I'm most definitely thankful. Oh, it was a pleasure. Oh. I love doing that. It's <laughs> great. The body of Christ teaches many good things. That's right. Dancing at your wedding is now added to the list of things that I wouldn't have thought to gain from the church, but here we are. Here Praise we are. The Lord. <laughs> here we are. Praise the Lord. Um, Chris, we're so grateful to have you here. Um, your time we know is very precious and we know you work very hard. And so we thank you for your time and your commitment to this church. Um, we are going to hop right in because we have something really awesome to talk about and that's God's grace mm. and his truth, mm -hmm. um, and how he speaks into every cultural issue that we are going to see in the world. And so this is our first sermon from the transform series. That's about transgenderism. And we are ready to hop in because God is speaking in the midst of this, and he has good news for all people in all times. And so I just want to ask, before we hop in, I want a summary of the text um, that Pastor Brendan was preaching from in the book of Judges. Ben, can you hear that summary? Yeah. So Pastor Brendan preached from Judges 6, um, really a whole thing jumping around the story of Gideon. And so I really encourage anyone, if you have not yet listened um, to the sermon, go up, go back and listen to that now. It'll make this conversation way, way, way better, um, which is the context in which we're talking. Um, and there's a lot of specific, specific facts and statistics that Pastor Brennan brought up through the sermon um, that would be worth listening to. But with that, Judges 6 is the story of Gideon and Gideon being called by God, um, being weak, not expected, the lowest of his tribe, and being called by God because Israel has sold themselves into slavery. They have sold themselves to sin, and they're stuck away from God. They're separated. They're separated 
um, and they are in turmoil for that. And so God calls up judge Gideon to bring them away from that. And so, and then Gideon steps in, and before he he goes off to deliver Israel, he's called to tear down Baal. And he's called to tear down the statue to Baal, tear down the idol that they were had in. And they, he went and did that. He was he took an act, a courageous act to tear down the idol to Baal, and people saw it. And he, Pastor Brennan, brought that today's culture as we need to tear down the idol of the LGBTQ movement. We need to tear down the idol of transgenderism. And so that's a quick snapshot. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Um, and so I would love to hear, Chris, what is a takeaway that you have from this and what's an encouragement that you've experienced in hearing God's word be preached? Sure. You, you know, actually before the sermon, uh, as this series was being prepared, you know, as an elder of the church, people will come with me, come to me with questions. And one of the questions I got is, why are we getting into politics? Hmm. You know, why, why uh, aren't we just sticking to, to what the Bible has to say and, uh, you know, getting into a topic which can be divisive and it, it's very sensitive today? And I think Pastor Brennan did a great job of explaining, you know, this isn't about politics. It's not about the culture wars. Uh, it's not about, you know, what pronouns we're using, but it's about people. Yeah. It's about people, people who need to hear the gospel. You know, they un need to understand who God is uh, and, and how he created us and created us in his image. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, that was kind of the, the first, I guess, takeaway for me was just kind of reinforce that point that I was thinking, because my response to that person was, you know, it's a gospel issue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's more than politics. Yeah. Yeah. It's not understanding um, what God has to say about human beings yeah. and the dignity they have um, and that they were designed a specific way for his good purpose. I think that's so good. Ben, what about you? What was the takeaway that you had from this series? Yeah, from today's sermon, I just am walking away with the challenge to be courageous. Um, just really the the push, looking at the life of Gideon, looking at Gideon's act of courage, right, to, to follow the footsteps of those who have come before us. And this is an issue that, as a Christian, that we need to be courageous about. And I, I'm walking away like, okay, I need to be courageous. Like, I need to be willing to to step into the hard conversations, to say the things that might get, give me some eyes and whatever that might mean, or even be slandered in some things. But the challenge to be courageous um, is a big one because the temptation is not to be, right? I, I know for myself, I'm a people pleaser. I want people to think well of me. I want people to like me. And quickly, this can be something that if, hey, if I, if I outwardly say I disagree with you, I'm I'm immediately just like, pushed away. I'm called transphobic. I hate people. I don't love others. How do I call myself a Jesus follower? Like that, that, that stuff all just hammers down on me. Um, and it, it has happened. Like it, it, I've engaged in those conversations mm -hmm. before and, and it pushes me to be like, ah, I don't want to talk about this. Just, just like complain about it from a distance, but I need to be courageous to step into the hard conversations. Mm, yeah. There definitely is an element of this can be like an echo chamber of like conservatives just want to talk to conservatives about it. Yeah. And we want to be like, Oh man, I can't believe what's happening in the culture. And I was—it's so much more fun like that. Yeah. Well, and that, <laughs> that's the broken part of us. The broken part yeah. of us doesn't want to because that's the—it scratches the itch mm -hmm. of saying, "Man, I know that my thoughts are quote unquote right about this, and I want other people to scratch my back with me mm -hmm. and make me feel good." And there's no compassion oftentimes in that conversation because it's yeah. no person in which we have to look in the eye and say, "Man, I disagree with you," but the disagreement that I have with you is that I believe that the decisions you're making aren't loving towards yourself. 
and God bestows so much dignity and love on you. Mm-hmm. And I would wish that you could see that. Um, Chris, I wanted to ask you, what do you think courage looks like in your life as a, a father and as um, someone who has a full-time job in the public sector? What does courage look like for you? I think, you know, courage is, is living in the world, you know, and, and living, working in the public sector and wanting to be a good representative of Christ, you know, wanting to be a hard worker, wanting to, to be someone that loves his coworkers, love the employees who have even worked for me, uh, or love those who are above me and, and serve them well and make them good in that role. Um, but it's also, there are times where you have to be courageous, where there are various initiatives at work, which you're asked to, to either take part in or certain views are portrayed. And, and that's the times where I literally have to pray and say, okay, how am I going to respond as pastor talked today with grace, but also with truth and say, you know, I love all of my coworkers and I will work with anybody who who believes if, whether they agree with me or they Mm. do not agree with me. And I would hope that, you know, if we establish a relationship that they'd come over my house for dinner or that they'd have me over. Um, Mm. But I have to be honest on what my, my beliefs are Mm. and that, you know, for me, my, my hope is, is revealed in the, in the Bible. And that I believe the Bible is true and what the Bible would say about whatever subject it might be, um, I'm going to stick to that. And I've had to share that at, at work. And yeah. um, But when you're doing it not aggressively, yeah, you know, and, and you're doing it from a perspective of, you know, I care about you all and um, I hope I can mentor you, you know, and show that I want to help them mm-hmm. in their yeah. career and, and, and to be, you know, good fellow workers with each other, I think at their guard kind of is let down a little yeah. bit. Um, but it takes courage also knowing that if I don't use the right words or say things the wrong way, um, it could impact my career. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, whether whether it's um, future opportunities or even whether they'll still let me work at the company. Yeah. That's crossed my mind as well. Yeah. And you are the provider for your family. Yes. And so that is, the, sole provider. That is the, that's the food on your table. Yes. And so it's not it's not a moment we think of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like saying, "Hey, bow the knee." Like there's a very there's a there's a likelihood that you could get fired. Sure. Um, and we can see that this culture um, is going to lean that way. Mm-hmm. That there is going to be more. It's going to get worse, not better. But the hope of Jesus shines in darkness. Mm-hmm. And so I pray that it's a refining fire for the church. And that the church really gets to take their beliefs very seriously as the culture continues um, to get away from God's design for human beings, for marriage, for all these different things. Um, ben, what is what is some specifics for you in arenas that you're finding yourself in? I know you work with the youth um, here at Crosspoint. Um, Abide happens on Tuesday nights if you're a youth or you have youth. Plug. <laughs> so I'll plug that for Ben because uh, yeah. he, he runs an awesome ministry. Yeah, and so there's... I mean, being um, in ministry, it's obviously, you know, I don't, I don't, you don't have to face the same kind of challenges in, as you would in a secular workplace in like that kind of world. Ben and I aren't fighting about this every week. Yes, together. you're right. Um, but there is a side of like, I think just like moving forward of like, okay, I want to be able to speak to these things um, and speak to why, why they are the way they are. And, and like my big thing that I go back to is like, I want to know the like, it's not just because God says like, 
this is how I made it. Read the Bible. That's how God did it. Said, that's it. It's like, no, like I go back to it's like, wow, no, what God has actually made is so much better, so much mm -hmm. truer and so much more beautiful than anything else this world offers. And it's like the, the, the lie of the LGBTQ movement, the lie of transgenderism, like, like what God has made is so much better. And so, and I think like, like teaching youth and like in the context in which I serve, like I want others to see that as well. And so for us, like in last month we did, we spent like two weeks talking about biblical sexuality yeah. um, with our youth. They're just like talking about it. Like, Hey, and I just, and just like working through all these verses. And like, it's just like, wait, no, like not only can like a man not change their gender to a, a woman and vice versa, but it's also like, no, like to say that you're, you're at the first day, there's actually something like different about men and women mm -hmm. and that there's a different, like, God literally made you different species. Like you're different. Like you're, yeah. you're utterly different. And then you have different roles that flow out of your difference. And then for going back to be teaching that, we're like, that's actually something that we know why. Because if we just say, no, it has to be like this because God said it's like this. But then we we erase any all gender roles and we, we erase it. All men and women are exactly the same. But then we we just say, okay, but that you can't do the change. It just doesn't stick, right? It does, because we, I think we need to point to the beautiful more. Yeah. And so that's something I find myself like really seeking to do in the context in which I serve as like in ministry. But then also there's always the conversations uh, with unbelieving friends and family members um, that seem like always be going on. Yeah. That there's always someone who wants to debate me on this issue or talk to me about this issue. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a it's a hard one. Yeah. Um, but it's one that I feel challenged to like speak up because yeah. it's only and from like this trajectory, it's like we're gonna be dealing with this issue for like our entire lives, yeah. being twenty three years old. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that's that's super helpful. Um, and so I, I love those takeaways. Super helpful. Um, being brought back to kind of what Pastor Brent has been preaching on. I'm curious, what, what is one challenge, Chris, that you have for believers who are listening to this or non-believers who are being challenged by this sermon or this podcast? Um, what's one challenge you have for them? You know, I think it's to really understand that the feelings that those in the, the transgender community feel or in the LGBTQ community at large feel are real, mm -hmm. you know, and that um, as, you know, many did not choose to have these feelings. Most did not choose to have these feelings, um, but, but they are real, you know, and we need to have compassion. Uh, when speaking to those in this community and, and you know show show love and but understand from a biblical perspective it's just like the struggles we have we may not have those same feelings but we may have other feelings that are not in line with God's will and what yeah. he has for our lives and and we need to relate to them in that way yeah uh, recognizing that we have struggles you know that some people, never conquer, so to speak, like yeah. their whole life, they have those struggles. And, and as a Christian, you know, we, we might have things that, that we don't see the same way. Yeah. You know, like it's okay for us to struggle with this our whole life. Oh, but you change, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it's saying, you know, you change how you feel Yeah, and, and they may never, you know, and they shouldn't yeah. speak in such a way yeah. that, uh, that they can just decide to change and 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 no, it's something they may struggle yeah. with, and it's having that compassion with them. Yeah, I think I think with that is like we, like as as Christians, we need to think of life more from an eternal perspective. Mm -hmm. I think like it's when we're when we're viewing life in the eyes of like we are we are 
we are living here, but we are not of here. You know what I mean? Like this is where God has placed us, but this is not our eternal dwelling. Like when we, when we can see like, okay, this is just, we're just passing through this place on our way to our eternal home. Like that's, that's, that's the gospel promise. Like that's like the, the worldview shift that happens. Like our American culture for sure is like maximize this life, maximizing this life, maximize, maximize, maximize. Um, when the Christian call us to die, die, die in mm -hmm. terms of die to yourself. But I definitely think that's true in terms of just like, it's like, it's, if that's a, if we recognize the real feeling, it's just like, try to like learn to grow to put it in perspective of like, in like, in like the long term of like, wow, like, this is nothing in, compared to, in comparison to like the eternity that we would be with God. Like my, there's like a, my favorite illustration for this is one that like Francis Chan has done that I've done like multiple times. Um, I always give him credit for it, but it's like, yeah. he, he takes this like long rope and he's just like, imagine this rope is like your life. And like a lot, it just goes on forever and ever and ever. He's like, that's actually all of you. Like, we're all eternal creatures. And he just the very end of the rope, he just like puts a black marker there. And it's just like, that's your life on earth. Like this short little amount compared to all this rest, all and all and all. And just like what you do with this life affects where you'll spend everything else. But having like that angle of like, well, actually this time that I'm on earth, even if it's for someone, let's say you're a high school girl, because that's who it's most common with. Even that might be like another 70 years on this earth or 60 years on this earth. That in the comparison to eternity is still nothing. And so even recognizing like trying to have a mind shift of like, oh, wait, I, I know what I'm being prepared for. Uh, I think would be crazy. Like it's just like such a difference maker. Yeah, that's so good. And Chris, you mentioned something that I I want to hit on um, before we kind of hopped on to this podcast. And you were talking about that we have to tear down mm. our idols um, and not just tear them down, but also build something. One thing that that was I, I was being convicted of in the midst of this sermon was that I cannot be comfortable with the idols that live in my life and judge someone else's idols. Yes. That like I feel if I am going to step into this ring. I need to let every high place in my life be torn down by Jesus and be rebuilt as an altar of worship to him. Um, what is your challenge in the midst of that concept? Well, it's, it's, I think we saw with Gideon, you know, he wasn't just told to tear the idol down. He was told to take the idol down and then take the, the pieces of it, the pieces of the Asherah pole and, you know, and, and, and then use it to build an altar mm. to God. It's like a beautiful because, picture. You know what? We will never succeed of just saying no to things, but there's that which Amen. we have to say yes to. Amen. And it's not getting them to just understand that what they're chasing is an idol that will never satisfy them. And it's really not even real, mm. but they need to become a God worshiper. Yeah. You know, and that is the goal for them to see that there is a true God that's out there who will satisfy the longings of their soul. Mm -hmm. um, but also, who deserves their worship. So it's not just even about them, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that they can have peace, which, which is true, yeah. you know, and they can have all the yeah. blessings that come along with following Christ, but there's also a lot of suffering that's come yeah. along with it. But in the end, that they're now living for their purpose in life yeah. and they have a purpose in life, which is to glorify God. Yeah. And it's understanding that. Um, so it's not just tearing down the idol, but now it's that it's building an altar to the Lord and making their lives a life of worship to the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Ben, do you have anything that you want to add to that? Just convicted. <laughs> yeah. It's just convicted in terms of like, that's like, we, we break down, like, what, what do you do with like that, which you've broken? You know what I mean? Mm. Like when you tear, when you tear out something, you need to put something back in. Yeah. 
yeah. you know what I mean? Like when you like when you kill something, there's something now that needs to grow. You know what I mean? Like when you strip you strip like something of your life, like there's something that needs to be filled fill that hole. Yeah. And just like, wow, that's like that's why we preach Christ. You know what I mean? Um, I take rest. That's like the Holy Spirit of God that will is the only holy oh, it's only the Holy Spirit though that will strip the idols from our life. And so we pray that God would also, the Holy Spirit would fill our hearts with that which he loves. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. Yeah. And I think the the undercurrent of what is going to be spoken in this this series is that we are no better mm-hmm. than anyone struggling in any way. Right. Um, and that we all have high places that must be torn down and must be places that now are used to worship God wholly. Um, and I, I love the point that you made previous is that like we were made to be worshipers mm. and we worship something right. um, at kids camp. We talked about like you get to choose what you worship or you choose what you obey. And like there was a box that I had to sit on to be like, oh, this is me like trusting myself. And I fall to the ground every time. And Julianne was smart and she chose the chair, which was the Lord. And the chair held her up. And, and thinking of like, we will worship something. Mm-hmm. But in the end, one one thing we were made to worship and the other is a counterfeit. And that mm. the counterfeit is never as good as the real thing. True. Yeah. Um, that's so good. Um, lastly, what's an encouragement that you guys have for believers as they're engaging in this conversation or even they're wrestling with some of these topics? I'll toss this to Ben first. Yeah, I would say just look at the good design that God has. You know what I mean? Um, I would just really encourage you, like, look at how God has designed it to be and how that is good and how that is true and how that is beautiful and, like, how it is beautiful. And all those things actually reflect God who is himself good, true, and beautiful. And that that's, like, my encouragement because I just, like, kind of going back to earlier, it's just, like, it's, like, we need to see the good to call out the bad. In terms of you need to you need to really behold the good to see like wow that is actually really bad you know what I mean like when you see like a like a healthy growing and maturing like family like that which is seeking to kill the family unit like that's a bad thing because you see mm-hmm. the, the blessing of what a family is and the blessing of even like what it means to be a man in society or to be a woman in society and how God has wired men and women to uniquely reflect His glory and reflect His image like when we see that. And we, we behold that. Then we're like, wow, that's really bad. And so I would just like really encourage, like, look at that which is good that God has made. Look, it's so beautiful the way God has made. And when we see that, it'll give us the courage, I pray, um, to be able to speak up. Like, no, like that's actually hurting the image of God. That's hurting and, and killing that which God seeks to grow. That's so good. Chris, what about you? I, I also had the privilege today to, to lead worship. You know, and pastor asked me to focus on as we open the services, we all, all open with a call to worship, and he, you know, he doesn't give too much guidance. He just says, "Focus on our identity in Christ," you know. And immediately, I, I'm thinking in my head, Galatians two twenty, which says, mm. "I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me, and gave Himself for me." You know, and and, and Paul wrote those words. And and they're words that we need to hold on to. And, and believer, you know, you need to remind yourself of who you are now. You have a new identity. Yeah. Mm. You know, you've died to your old life. All those identities which you may have had before, some good, some not good. <laughs> you know, you may have been identified even by a lifestyle which was not pleasing to the Lord, but that's not who you are mm. anymore. 
you know, now you are Christ's, you are God's, and your identity is Christ, and now you live um, by faith in him, remembering what he's done for you. Yeah. That Amen. you, you know, may now live for him going yeah. forward and for others, you know, so that they too might understand that this is the identity that they need. Yeah. And that is the good news. Amen. Like that is the good news for all people mm-hmm. in all struggles through all time, through all of history. And we will all be together worshiping in heaven because we've trusted in that good news and been drawn by the father. And I think that's, that's so good. I think it's so good to think about God's, God's answer mm-hmm. to our question. Um, and yeah, oh, that's so good. All right. Um, brothers, it's been a joy. It's been a joy. Do you guys have any final thoughts before we pray? No, I just, I, I appreciate this opportunity to talk with you all and, and to be here. Yeah. The best. Um, I love how much Ben loves Chris and I also <laughs> love Chris, but I enjoy so I'm a much. huge fan of Chris Dahmer. Yeah. No, he totally <laughs> I, I, I like a part of Big fanboy. Well. Big fanboy. Tear down the idols. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, but I, I'm grateful um, that we have a place um, where we honor one another and we want you to be honored because- uh, Christ is so good and he's so good in you and we get to rejoice and know him more because of your faithfulness and his faithfulness in you, Chris. So thank you. Thank you. Um, will you lead us in prayer and Ben, will you close us? Yeah, sure. Oh, Lord, Father, uh, we need your help. Um, we, we started our lives um, running from you, really. And, and, and we were your enemies. Um, and yet, you sent your son to die for us, uh, that we might understand who we are, that we might understand really what it means to be created in your image. And we are being transformed more and more into the image of your son now that your spirit resides within us. And we are so thankful of that, Lord. Um, and now we need your wisdom and, and your spirit to work in our hearts and minds that we might be able to speak uh, to those around us, both with grace and love and compassion. Yes, Lord. And with truth, Lord, that we might uh, help others to see the idols in their lives, that we help others to see their fallen state and and that they can't just trust their heart or trust their feelings, but uh, we need to look to your revealed word to see why we're created and what your original design was, Mm. that we might uh, try to restore our lives and, and and this world into the, the the image that you originally intended and the design that you originally intended, Lord. So help us to do that. Help us to be faithful witnesses for you. Uh, help us to love you and love others more. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you have beautifully designed this world, Lord, to reflect your glory, to image you. Um, and Father, we just pray, God, that you would just give us hearts that love you, that long for you, God. And give us hearts that love and long for others, oh, Father, God, to see others come to know you, oh, Lord. To see others see the, the beauty of the gospel, oh, God. To see the beauty of how they are made in your image, oh, Father, God. Lord, forgive us all for ways that we have scarred your design, God. Forgive us all for ways like that we have sinned against you, God. Ways that we have even sinned against you with our own bodies, oh, Father, God. Lord, you, may you forgive us, Lord, and may you work in us, Lord, to be to those who love others, O oh God, as Christ has first loved us, O oh Father. As we are in this world and not of this world, help us have an eternal perspective on where we are going and where we will be forever, O oh Father. We praise and thank you, O oh Lord, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Brothers, it's been such a joy. Um, if you guys are encouraged by this podcast, we'd encourage you to share with others. Um, we enjoy doing it. It's such a joy to get to um, hear from hear from Pastor and uh, have our hearts drawn to Jesus and that we may live for him with everything that we've got. So I ask that you be blessed in your going on your Monday morning drive or whenever you listen. So we appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.